Welcome to Tech Down, the occasional podcast discussing technology and other nerd-related topics. I messed it up, but that's okay. My name's Adam, and I'm joined, as always, by my handsome co-host, Aaron. Aaron, what's up, man? Merry Christmas, Adam. Merry Christmas. You got your uh, your eggnog? Oh, yeah, I'm nogging. Um, I don't see it. Are you lying about uh, eggnog? You know, it's it's a type of nog. It's a non-eggnog, if you would. Now, I'm actually just rocking the good old-fashioned H2O plus hops and barley. <laughs> you know, the really old-fashioned stuff. Uh, beer is composed of four ingredients. Do you know what they are? Um, I'm going to say water, hops, wheat, and deliciousness. What's the last one? I don't know. Uh, yeast. Got oh, yeast. duh. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's not a party without the yeast. I mean, that's what I always say, at least. So, uh, how have things been going? It's been a while since we last talked. Yeah, it's been just about a month. Um, I don't know. I missed you. I missed you, man. Yeah, I miss you, too. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good month. It's it's the last uh, month of 2016, so, of course, as usual, kind of hectic, wrap, wrapping up all the loose ends for the year. How about you? Dude, it's uh, been absolutely insane for me. I've got a lot had a lot of stuff going on, some of it that we'll talk about later. Um, but also, my entire family got stricken with the terrible flu. And so that's part of the reason that we had to push back recording for so long. Uh, my kid threw up at daycare, and I brought him home, and a couple days later, I was just puking my brains out. And a couple days later, my wife got it, and she was puking her brains out, and I had to take care of the kid. And I'm still, like, in recovery mode a bit, but it's nowhere near as bad as that, as that one day. Oh, yeah, it hit you pretty hard. Yeah. Um, which, I don't remember if we talked about this on the show. I kind of think we did, uh, but in February, we took a trip to um, Las Vegas, and both my wife and I got hit hard with the flu for, like, Basically, the entire duration of the trip while we were there, it was like a three-day weekend, and we were just um, just sick, <laughs> as yeah. could be. Um, and But we had to force ourselves to walk around the strip because we paid for this trip, right? Um, but this is like two seasons in a row that I've gotten terrible, terrible flu. And I think that uh, next year I'm going to have to cave and get a flu shot so this doesn't happen again because it's just... Uh, unbear it, and like having a kid at daycare makes it that much more assured that I'm just gonna get. Uh, he's gonna bring home some flu germs. Oh yeah, they're like little germ sponges. They just soak them all up. Yeah, wring it out at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so I'm like you. I also don't typically get flu shots. My understanding of that process is you're pretty much guaranteed to get the flu if you do it right. So it's not a really great flu preventative. Well, it's uh. Like any other uh, immunization, they like give you dead viruses of what it's supposed to be inoculating you against. So like your body learns how to fight it, but it still gives you like low grade symptoms as your body is fighting off this. So like instead of getting the flu, you get like a low grade cold as your body fights off what it thinks is this terrible flu. Yeah, smart, pretty smart. Uh, I know modern medicine, pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've been finishing up shopping. Um, I actually got that basically done a while ago. 
Um, yeah, I, we're we're recording on the twenty second. So you're all your your shopping is done. Is your wrapping done? done? Uh, no, I, no. Yeah. In fact, uh, Tech Down Studio uh, is just covered in wrapping paper and presents right now. That is a ongoing process. Brought to you by Santa's Workshop, right? Studio slash workshop. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I had to like knock a whole bunch of stuff off with my arm so I'd have room to record. Well, I'm glad you're able to make it happen, man. We had to record at least one more episode before the end of the year. Typically, this is the episode where we talk about end of the year, best of 20, you know, X. Yeah. What what was good about the previous year? Which I would love. I'm so looking forward to doing a year and recap of all the great stuff uh, from the previous year. Like, that is the right note to leave 2016 on, I think, because a lot of shitty stuff happened in 2016. I'd really like to uh, try to spin it positively if possible. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we could all use a little spin, I think, this 2016. So uh, this is not that episode, as far as I know. I think we're going to try to eke in one more episode before New Year's. Yeah, we'll see how that, uh, you know, barring yeah. any uh, terrible, terrible diseases that hit households. Now that we've spoken it, <laughs> it's almost guaranteed to not happen, but that's what our, our goal is. I know. We'll do our best. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. This week, we just, we've got a lot of topics to talk about that have kind of built up over the past uh, four weeks or so, and, and they're big ones, and I'm really excited to talk, to talk about them. Yeah, not a whole lot of follow-up or foreplay this episode, but a ton of meat and potatoes. Indeed. Uh, do you want to pound the meat? Yeah, dude, let's do it. We'll tag team this meet. So uh, top most thing on this list, and also f- since we've recorded, in my opinion, not only have AirPods officially had a release date and been available for pre-order, they are actually now shipping, and both of your co-hosts have a pair of AirPods. Watch out, AirPods. Hey, I'm- yeah, and in fact, you are using yours right now. Yes, yeah. Instead of my corded beats that I normally use while recording here, I'm rocking these sleek, elegant, wireless AirPods. Um, and, and it's nice. I like uh, I like not having the wire going from the microphone to my head, so I can walk around if I wanted to. I can stretch. I could turn all the way around. The the world's my oyster. You, you should do all those things right now. We, we can yeah, wait. doing it. Aaron is stretching. Oh my gosh, you did the split. Did you see that? Did you see that? That was amazing. I didn't know you heard that bendy. Thanks, AirPods. When's this going to be a video podcast? Um, But yeah, that's really smart. I'm wearing these cans. And like I said, I like had to clear pounds of presents and wrapping paper off the table before I record. I like worked up a little bit of a sweat. And so now I have these earmuffs on and I'm feeling pretty hot. Um, I made a huge mistake. I should have thought to use the... Air, AirPods, man, I'm getting confused already. AirPods, the earbuds, for, yeah. yeah, the earbuds. Um, next time though, I'll have to use those. Nice. So I thought it'd be nice to talk a little bit about first impressions, and I, at least I got mine extremely recently. Uh, they came in the mail yesterday, so I tried to use them up as much as I could during the day, um, walking around when I was at work, running errands, and then I also got to use them a fair bit today. So these are very preliminary first impressions. And I think you had a, yeah, very hot takes. I thought you had like a slight amount more time with yours. Is that right? Yeah, I got mine on Monday. 
So two days, two and a half days. So did you get a chance to really break them in much? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I've been using them pretty much nonstop. Uh, I, I'd be curious to hear about what your headphone situation was going in to uh, getting these mm. AirPods. Um, because I know for me, I use earbuds all the time. Except for when I am recording and really don't want sound leakage. Um, I use AirPods uh, plugged into my phone, listening to podcasts, listening to music. And also, since I work remotely, I use Air or was using AirPods all the time for all of my uh, my video conferences that I would have for work. It's going to be a long episode. We got to keep this straight. So we were using earbuds and now we're using AirPods. We're we're gonna they know, we're gonna they try we and meant. probably fail. Yeah, yeah. So that I think that's um, interesting and a good point to bring up. Like what our where we're coming from with our first impressions. So I actually used um, the earbuds uh, a little less frequently than you. It sounds like my primary headphones were my uh, wireless Beats that I had, um, and then I would use um, my earbuds to take phone calls primarily. I wouldn't really do a whole hmm. lot of like audio listening with those uh and then i also had another pair of wired over the ear headphones uh i forget what brand they are they're like bob marley something or another i won them in a in our like a it was some kind of raffle at a bowling alley so i would use those yeah let's not talk about how i won them but i won them regardless yeah i I would use those for exercising because my beats they would uh clamp on my head pretty tightly um so i couldn't wear my glasses with them but my Bob Marley headphones, I could both wear my glasses and listen to music. So it was a great combination. So gotcha. that was like my experience coming into AirPods. Gotcha. Um, do you want to talk like, how do you want to structure this? The good, the bad? Uh, let's uh, let just, you uh, start rattling off what some of your thoughts are. You can say good or bad, you know, whatever, whatever you think. And I'll, I'll chime in uh, when I need to tell you that you are wrong. Cool. As usual. No, I mean, mean, or right, or agree. So uh, to me, like, number one, the biggest thing has been, I like, I feel very visible wearing these. Like, I feel like there's been a lot of um, hype around these. And even, even if you don't follow technology or Apple stuff in particular that closely, it seems like a lot of people are aware of this product. Really? Maybe, maybe that they, uh, um, got delayed, but that hasn't really entered in a lot of conversations. But I've definitely had a lot of conversations with strangers or people I don't really know that well about my headphones. Really? And yeah. And uh, also like most of them, it's interesting how many times people have started conversations like, oh, you must have an iPhone 7. Because like for some reason, there's some link between the iPhone 7 and these AirPods. Is it only compatible with the 7? Do you know that? I guess I'm... No. I should be... That's not true, but what they probably mean is they are being snarky about since you don't have a headphone jack, of course you wouldn't have a cord to plug your headphones into your phone. Mm, that could be, yeah. You should and punch those people in the face when they say that. How dare you? What are you trying to imply? Yeah, and like to me, um, like for some reason I thought that this was common knowledge. Like if you know about AirPods, you've probably heard something about them. What makes them special? But the thing that like every single person who's like, oh, are those AirPods or how do you like those or when did you get them? Um, I always start with, oh, they're really cool. You can take one out of your ear and it'll pause your song and put it back in and it'll play it. And to me, that's like Mm -hmm. headlining feature. You've probably heard of this. 
but not once has someone like acknowledged that they knew that before. Like it's always been news to these people that I'm talking to and they are blown away. Hmm. And then if they're blown away by that, like I mentioned that you can only have one in at a time. And if you're listening to something, you'll just be in mono. And then you put your second one in and your uh it just automatically recognizes the second one's in your ear and will turn your music into stereo at that point. Um, and it's, you know, I, a lot of people seem very impressed. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that they have to take your word for it because, you know, nobody wants to borrow, you know, something that goes into another person's ear. So no one's uh, asked to try them yet. Not until but, uh, the second date, at least. Yeah, I know. Buy me, buy me a beer first, at least. But yeah, that, that's been like my top impression about them was just how visible I felt wearing them. Like I felt like people were looking at me even if they didn't talk to me. Hmm. And a lot of people ended up uh, bringing, them, bringing them up in conversation. That is really interesting because I, maybe it's because I don't go out into the scary real world. Um, oh, look at that. You can walk away from the microphone now. Um but I've actually felt like they are very low profile. Maybe part of that is I've been wearing my winter hat a lot. And so when I wear those with the headphones, they only poke out just a little bit. Um, but uh, uh, maybe, yeah, probably easy to miss. Maybe I would feel different if I were walking around a bunch of technology nerds all day while I was using my AirPods. The other thing is that uh, they feel so light and since there's no cords dangling like i don't i lose track of them in my head after a little while after i put them in and so i just don't think about them like i am just listening to music and i don't think about the method after a little while so like maybe that's part of the reason that uh like i think i've taken them to the store and i just i wasn't even thinking what other people were thinking because uh the input method just kind of disappeared for me no, I totally know what you mean, and I think that's a great way to, to put it. Like, that's a thought that I had but hadn't been able to articulate, and I think you really put the, you know, the you really knocked it out of the park with that. So it's like music, but it's not not anything that's tugging at your ears or you have to adjust a chord or anything like that that, like, makes you think about the uh, the output device in your ears. It's just kind of like you have a, um, like a, you know, background music playing like you're in a movie or something yeah. like that like yeah. it's it's pretty neat like uh, it you're right it kind of fades to the background and you don't think that you're walking around with something in your ear and that that's been impressive yeah it was actually a little bit disorienting at first for me it's like oh my gosh my my brain was like where is that music coming where's that sound where's that noise like it wasn't used to hearing and not like having a, a noticeable input device yeah, for sure. I did have one interaction this morning where uh, someone came up to me and was like, oh, you know, you got those AirPods. And I was like, yeah. And I was telling him how cool I thought they were. And he's like, yeah, I read online that, uh, you know, they they talk to each other through your head and they send radio or microwaves back and forth. So like 200 doctors were saying like, oh, you shouldn't get those. So I was going to get them, but now I'm not. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> like, I didn't really have anything to say to that. So is that is that entered? Uh, I guess you haven't had a lot of conversations, but was that a concern of yours? Have you have you heard any rumblings about that? Because that was news to me that these are deadly microwave machines. Yeah, I think another way to put that is that it was fake news to you. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, I would. I, I have not seen that anywhere. I would think it was a pretty safe bet that it's just, um, 
manufactured nonsense. Yeah, you know, I I thought I followed the AirPod thing pretty closely, but I yeah. missed that one. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad. Uh, I I feel a little better hearing from you that it's not like, oh yeah, of course, this shortens your lifespan by 20 years, or you know, I'm glad we're on the same page. That yeah. that seemed like silly nonsense. Yeah. For now. If, if it did, would you still use these? Ah, you know, that was kind of like it? the thought I had. Like he's looking right at me, and I'm like, oh. You know, I didn't take them out of my ears right there, right then <laughs> you and didn't there. Just <laughs> paw at your ear to knock them yeah, out. Yeah, get these out of here. No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, so I was kind of, without researching it further, I was comfortable leaving them in at least for the moment. Yeah. Well, hopefully we don't both have head cancer in a couple of months because then I'll feel really bad. Well, that would really put a damper on 2016, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Um. So, other thoughts about the uh, the AirPods? Yeah, so how about fit? This was something that a lot of people who hadn't tried them uh, yeah. were opining about quite a bit. Um, I find the fit, like, it kind of made me question how I was using the earbuds before. Like, I think I have jammed them in my ear canal a little more than you were supposed to previously. These ones, I'm comfortable just, like, kind of setting on my ear hmm. and just trusting that they won't fall. And that seems to be the case mostly. Like, for the audience, I'm about to shake my head for Adam's benefit uh, to just demonstrate that they don't really wobble or get loose. Aaron is shaking his head. Head banging now. So well, I just, I just like <laughs> shook my glasses off my face before my headphones came out. So like, I feel pretty comfortable about them. Like maybe I wouldn't uh, take them on a roller coaster, but exercising, running, like I would have no problems doing that. Hmm. That is interesting to hear you say. Um, we talked about uh, previously how good the ear pods feel in my ears, um, and I love them. They're super comfortable. We even said I have an idealized ear canal, I believe, for yeah, yes. earbuds. Um, I think the AirPods feel great. They have not fallen out of my ears once, um, and... Uh, yeah, I've I've tried shaking my head and stuff like like they they seem fantastic for me. I am still not comfortable with taking them running just yet. Maybe that's something I can work up to. And maybe part of that is right now it's winter and if I went out running with these and I dropped one, I would be really really sad versus in the summer when it's it's lighter out and the ground is not the color of the AirPod. But you have a treadmill, right? Like you could at least you could try like a like a controlled environment kind mm, of run. You are correct. Yes. Haven't haven't done that yet though. Nope. Uh maybe I will do that soon. Maybe tonight. Maybe right now. No, not right now, but maybe soon. Okay. All right. So uh maybe you can report back how that goes if you end up exercising with them. Yep. We'll do. Um other thoughts about the AirPods? How, how is the uh uh let's see. How has the range been for you? Have you played around with that at all? Yeah, so not a whole lot. Um, mostly my phone's been in my pocket while I've been using them. Uh, to record this podcast, I did sync them with my Mac, which is a manual process because this Mac is not on Sierra, so I just had to um, connect to it like a normal Bluetooth device. And then I walked away, and I got about to the other end of my house before it started clipping in and out. Yeah. Um. So. So I don't know if that's like just because it was a Mac and also like the position of where my Mac was. Um, but overall, I've been pretty impressed with the range. It doesn't good. seem as good as like some uh, like 
the highest quality Bluetooth device I've had up to this point is my wireless speaker, my Logitech UE Boom. And that one has like ridiculous range where I can like totally walk around with my phone, like all over my house, my backyard. And usually my songs will still play through the speaker. And that's like the bar that I measure all other Bluetooth devices by. And it seems like so far I haven't done exhaustive testing with it, but so far it's um, pretty close, if not meeting that same bar. That's fantastic. Um, so same for me. I've I've gotten like 20, 25 feet through walls. No problem walking away from my computer and stuff like that. Um, but the reason that I ask is when I was uh, like on the day that the AirPods got announced first, I was talking to our brother Alexander about them. And he's like, oh, I bet, you know, the range doesn't even extend far enough from your ears to your phone. And he was like, that was like the number one thing for him is crapping on the range. Hmm. Um, and so, I don't know, good to have another data point about how uh, unfounded his concerns were. Yeah. Well, you know, he's probably right in certain situations. Uh, like he's I have... a sarcastic, snarky kid. Yeah. Who? Where, where did he get that from? I wonder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, range hasn't been an issue. I have had like tiny little... Um, problems with like one of the earpieces cutting out for like a split second that mm. I'll pay attention to. I did have one I'm trying to remember the the steps I went through. So I think I took one of my headphones out and put it into the case that they come with and I was talking to somebody and then I think I put it back in I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think I had them both in but the music was only playing out of one of the two uh your pieces and I haven't been able to get it to do that again. Like I just popped them back both into the case and then put them back into my ears and the problem was gone. So I've seen like a couple like really small problems like that that are slightly distracting but not at all like a deal breaker. Have you seen anything like that or have they been mostly like very uh very consistent? Yeah, I'd say they've been very solid for me. Um the only issue that I have noticed with them and uh, I, I need to do some more testing with this, but uh, I mentioned that I've been using earbuds for a while uh, to do video conferencing for my remote meetings for work all the time. And so I've been trying to use the AirPods as a replacement, and the quality just jumps off a cliff when I use the AirPods for uh, video conferencing. Like, Do you mean... The audio you're hearing or the audio the other people in the conference hear? So they, I think both actually. And it might actually be the chat program that we use, whatever audio codecs it's using or uh, channels or I, I don't know. That's why I said I have to be more scientific and maybe try a couple different chat programs. Um, but it like makes it sound like uh, everybody, including me, is on like a really, really crappy cordless phone from like the 90s. Hmm. Yeah, and, which kind of makes sense because um, once you are, like when you're listening to something that is streaming constantly and can buffer a little bit, like a podcast or a song, something like that, um, then they sound fantastic. But once you need like immediate response latency, um, it makes sense that they would uh, try to drop down the, the quality or something would try to drop down the quality in order to uh, improve response time. 
is that so you you only use them like the microphone on them for your video conferencing or have you like taken phone calls at all is that the same kind of experience um you know i so seldom uh take and make phone calls that i don't think i've tried that yet mm, but yeah okay M- more science has to be done um but right now uh i, I was i was initially pretty sad about that yeah, so I did get a chance to use them very briefly on the phone uh, with two separate people. So both times I was like, hey, I'm using these new headphones. How do they sound? Oh, yeah. And both times, apparently, uh, based on their comments, it sounded pretty good. Like it wasn't noticeable. Um, and I didn't have any issues with how they sounded either. So I'm inclined to think, yeah, like your your hunch is right, that that's an issue with uh, whatever chat client you were using. So mm-hmm. let me know like if you end up taking any phone calls, if that's a better experience because I didn't actually have that that problem. Well, maybe I will call you after this podcast. There you go. We can talk to each other. That'll be a really do some post show. Yeah, yeah. Do a retro on the show. What could we have done better? <laughs> yeah. Shoot me. Um, last couple things. So this one, very like, I think of it as minor because you're really going to do it like once or twice, like not that often, but uh pairing your airpods to whatever mm-hmm. device you're using your phone like it's such a cool process very slick very easy um it seems like rather idiot proof uh maybe i'm wrong about that but uh, i didn't have any problems with it um and then it's just like done you press a button on the back of the case while it's within a couple of inches or a foot of your phone the device you want to pair it with uh and then it like recognizes there's like a little modal that pops up that has like not a icon, but the actual picture of the ear pods in the case, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, and it has your battery readout. It lets you uh, sync to it like that, like kind of a, an interesting, an interesting UI element that they introduced with AirPods. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But so I actually was a bit confused about the pairing process. Um, I, so I thought that you had to like open the Tic Tac case in order to start pairing, but you're saying that you hit the button on the back? Um, I thought that was how I went about it. So when you when it's been paired, you can open the Tic Tac case, and then it like brings up your battery meter and stuff. I'm oh, trying to remember if is? you need to trying to remember if you need to open it and then hit the button to do like the initial pairing or not. Though I don't recall. Yeah. Um, and then I remember. So for some reason, open it to pair got stuck in my head, but maybe you're right. Maybe that's just open it to get like battery level and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But so I, like I, I really quickly was able to get it to pair uh, to my phone just by basically trying <laughs> everything I could in quick succession. So like yeah. five seconds, I was totally paired. There's only a couple things you can do with them, right? Yeah, so. exactly. But then my computer, um, I had one that's on uh, Sierra. Is that the latest? Yeah. And one that was uh still on El Capitan. Was that the previous one? Yeah. Yeah. Um and I let's see. Like I spent a while holding the AirPods up to the laptops, like holding it up to the screen and like the keyboard and like opening the tic tacs and hitting and it didn't seem to want to pair immediately. Or it did and I didn't know that you like had to click on the volume 
uh, icon in the menu bar to select the AirPods as the output device. Um, that or that like didn't happen automatically for me, and maybe it was because I was like going back and forth between laptops or something like that. So um, I had to Google a little bit, and I actually updated my LCAP uh, computer to Sierra, which was my work computer, um, just so I could select it from the audio sources, just like in Sierra. No, oh, because you, I was I, I was actually hoping that that would fix the audio issues that I was having with. Uh, video conferencing by updating to Sierra. Are you saying that, um, like my understanding is once you've paired the, uh, AirPods to your phone, if you are signed into iCloud on a Mac with Sierra or an iPad with iOS 10, just kind of like automatically syncs that Bluetooth profile over to those other devices. So you don't need to do the pairing process. Are you saying... Are you saying on your Mac that you didn't see the thing under the sound menu initially and you had to like do something or are you saying you just, it wasn't intuitive that that's where you had to go to get it? Cause I definitely didn't think it was intuitive. Uh, definitely not intuitive, but now that you mention it, maybe what happened was an iCloud sync. And that's why when I was trying to pair with like, I was trying to flip open the Tic Tacs and hold it close to my lap. Maybe that's why it, uh, it wasn't uh doing anything for maybe it had already mm. paired through iCloud or something like that. Yeah, I'm a little fuzzy cuz I haven't tried it out on my iPad yet and my uh work Mac is still on El Capitan and my home Mac while on Sierra is from mid 2010. So I'm not sure if like the AirPods need some sort of like Bluetooth low energy something that I don't hmm. have. Like it it strikes me as incompatible with my iMac. But I, I was able to pair like a normal Bluetooth device, so at least I could do that. Yeah. Um, but now that everything is paired, like selecting which device is actually outputting to the AirPods uh, is dead simple and really fast. Maybe it takes a second or two to switch around, um, but uh, I like it a lot. Have you had any um, problems with battery life or have you had a, a chance to run through the battery on your AirPods yet? No, not at all. Yeah, me neither. I don't think I've gotten below like 50 or 60% before I uh, needed to take them out of my ears for some reason. And then if you're taking them out, then there's no better place to put them uh, than in their charger. Yes. And I'm worried about like the one time that I take them out and like sit them on a counter or something and walk away because I know that's like the last time I'm going to see them. Like I've been pretty paranoid about making sure they go back in their home. And and I don't know, maybe this is just me, but all of your friends are going to make fun of you as soon as that happens. Yes. Yeah. Because it costs like 60 bucks or something to get a replacement one. Yeah. Um, you, you can just get one. Oh, yeah, is that there with, was, if you have Apple Care? No, I don't think they offer Apple Care with these. I think oh. it's you can get a replacement um AirPod, just one of them for like 60 or 70. dollars Oh, okay. That's uh that's actually good to know. Yeah, eventually the internal batteries are going to die, so it it will, you know, it, it will come up eventually, but hopefully not for a little while. Yeah. I mean, hopefully the internal batteries die and they don't fall out of your ears and like a uh, uh, Northern Ontario hiking trail, something crazy. You know, you know, if we were talking about Samsung, we would have been uh, saying like, "Well, yeah, hopefully they die and they don't just like explode." Because <laughs> that's that's been like the comment. It's like, "Oh, Motorola used to have one of these." Like, "Oh, Samsung, I think has earpods." I was like, "You kidding me? I'm not going to put a Samsung piece of technology <laughs> in my head." <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I would be worried about microwaves then. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the only other little piece of feedback um, I had was that the sound that these things make when you put them in your ear or when you uh, switch over the input device, it sounds awesome. It's just super high quality. It feels good. and makes me uh, just makes me a happy guy. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I've I wouldn't say I've stress tested them with like extremely bassy music or really quiet music or anything like that. But just, you know, using them like my normal headphones, I've had no problems with sound quality. Um, it's unfortunate to hear about the uh, the the uh, chat chat client stuff that you've had issues with. But listening to music, podcast, talking on the phone, all of that has been really, really uh, a good experience for me. Cool. Um, all right, so have we eaten all of the uh, AirPods meat? Yeah, I think we can move on to our second course. Okay, the uh, the potatoes right here. So uh, in the list you have DirecTV Now, which, if I remember correctly, is a service that you're able to... Did we talk about this on the on a previous no. episode? No, I this is a brand so. new development. This is new. Yeah, so this is like uh, kind of a a la carte selection of stations provided by DirecTV Now where cord cutters such as yourself can still get access to some live television? Yes, much like how we cut the cord with AirPods but are still able to listen to our music, uh, we you can cut the cord with DirecTV Now and still watch all of your favorite uh, um, cable television stations. Damn, so, you're good. Yes, I know. What? Why do you think about that segue, man? Take that, John Gruber. So uh, DirecTV Now, my understanding is this is like a very recent service. I think it came out towards the end of November, and I heard about it because there's a promotion they're running, I think still. So if you're listening now and you're interested, jump on it. Don't know how long this will last. Um, The way DirecTV Now works is there's three different tiers. The cheapest tier with the fewest channels is $35. There's a mid-tier that is $50, and then a most expensive tier, which is $75. They're doing a promotion right now where uh, you can get the $75 tier for $35 a month for as long as you continue your uh, subscription. Like, it's it's a per-month basis, so you're not signing up for any sort of, like, um, annual plan, anything like that. You just get that promotional deal for as long as you use it. So that's what I ended up doing. I get a lot of really cool stations like MTV, Comedy Central, the Viacom stuff, like Nick Jr., which was a big one for uh, my friends who are parents. Um, And the thing that DirecTV did to sweeten the deal that made me jump on it was uh, if you prepay for three months, you get a Apple TV for free or for that three months, basically. So I took them up on that. Uh, we're in the middle of our three months now, or like maybe two weeks into it. Um, and we're using it on our Apple TV. My wife really likes channel surfing. That's been her thing. So even if there's nothing on, she just appreciates like the background noise and being able to flip from whatever stations running a commercial to, you know, a program she might be mildly interested in. She like, it's like a rediscovering channel, you know, uh, cable television. It's kind of nice to be able to do that again. Um, have you heard anything about DirecTV now? Is this? Do you know anyone who's taken the plunge? Not a, not at all. Only you, my friend. Okay. All right. So this is a really hot take for you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, the the channel surfing thing. 
Um, I have noticed that people who are not myself, like that seems to be really appealing to a lot of people. Just like, I don't want to put forth the energy to decide what song to listen to or what TV show to watch. Like, I just want to kind of browse a little bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a passive experience. Yeah. Um, I am never in that mood. I am like a binge watcher and I want a list of stuff to go through. I want to go through it sequentially. And when I get to the bottom of a list and I'm all caught up on a show, I want a new show to watch. And I go through that list. Same thing with movies. Like there's always like I have a like a, a, a list of movies that I'd like to watch um, that if I get time to watch a movie, like I just put on one of those like um, this is something that uh, I, I've noticed other people doing and uh it's just not something that's in me yeah yeah it's i i agree it's not really anything that i you know feel compelled to do myself uh i i really jumped on this because of the apple tv promotion and also because i know my wife uh likes a lot of um cable cable uh, uh channels the other yeah. neat thing that I is kind of lost on me because I like do fantasy football, but I don't really watch a lot of games live. Uh, there are sports channels as well. Yeah, I was going to ask probably, about what sports ball channels. Yeah, I think there's like a there's Fox, there's an ESPN uh, channel. I would have to look through the list. Um, but so you get I think sports center in there. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it's obviously going to be subject to the normal like local blackout rules, but. You get at least some amount of sports out of it, which is pretty cool. I imagine that's what I get going for the more expensive tier. Um, oh, and the last thing that I wanted to mention about it also was I was previously paying for HBO, one of them, now, go, whichever one you pay $15 to Apple for. Do you know? Uh, HBO Go Go is the, the standalone service. Okay. So I had been paying $15 a month for HBO Go, uh, and now I'm paying $35 for DirecTV now, it turns out you can pay an additional $5 to DirecTV and get HBO. So that, like, mm. I immediately canceled my HBO subscription. And it's good through uh, 25th, but I think after that point, if we want to keep using it, I'm just going to tack it on to my DirecTV bill. So that's like shaving $10 off right there also. Yeah. Uh, so did you say that you that they, like, have an Apple TV app? And that's how you watch all these stations? Yeah. Yep. They got an iPhone app and an Apple TV app. And you've been using the Apple TV one? Yep. Yeah. And I've like showed people the service using my iPhone, but not, not a ton. It's pretty consistent between the two, actually. Uh, do they have a web app if you're in some place that uh, like you don't have your Apple TV or your phone handy for whatever reason? I think the answer is yeah. I think I did use it like that. Like when I very, the very first time I purchased it, I think yeah. that's how I tested it out. Yeah. Um, okay. That, that, I, I mean, I, I didn't want to come across as I was trying, I was trying to shit on your really cool service earlier. I, Cause I do think that it's really neat. Um, and a good way to, uh, still get some of the good stuff that cable offers while still basically being a cord cutter. Um, but I'm curious right now, you said you are halfway into your three month trial, um, and it's costing you $35 a month. Um, do you think that this is something that, uh, you are going to continue? 
Uh, right now, like based on Mary Beth's feedback, I don't think so. Like there's been times where I know she's enjoyed having it, but I've heard from her that like she's not super interested in continuing with it after the three months. Hmm. The thing I would say though is this came out like late last month. I think they just put out like a 1.1 update. Like this is really early software. So they're starting to add like low hanging fruit. I think they just added like some advanced rewind functionality. Um, even though it's through DirecTV, who's owned by AT&T and they have their Uverse stuff, there's no DVR functionality at all. Uh, so there's like a couple things that like, it, just to me, I would have appreciated. It would be nice to record a movie that's playing on live TV, but I'm not able to do that. I can really only catch it live, um, and like rewind to the point where I tuned in also. So there's definitely like just drawbacks to it being cable that you don't you know actually have a landline for so it's it's still cable and there's still the the downsides to that yeah well uh it's still pretty cool and it's nice to see that uh people are trying new things right yeah and you know i got a apple tv out of it that i immediately regifted <laughs> to our mother which was nice yeah there you go um okay anything else uh direct tv now uh no, but maybe we'll revisit that in a future episode. Yeah, let's do. Um so next on the list, uh we have been blessed with a miracle. The miracle of a first party developed video game, brand new, uh developed by Nintendo for the iPhone. Would you call it a Mario Cole? Yes. Is that too much of a reach? <laughs> no, I would call it that. A Mario cool. You're right. Uh, Super Mario Run. Or just Mario Run? No, I think Super Mario. Super Mario Run. Right. Uh, dropped for the iPhone. Uh, this was uh, about a week ago now. And uh, yeah. so we've had a chance to play around with it. Um, this is actually really funny to think about that this is the first Mario video game that my 18-month-old son got to play. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, uh, that kind of blew my mind. How did he do? Uh, n- Not great. He doesn't really understand. Uh, he, he actually knows a lot about how to use a cell phone, which is uh, kind of crazy. And he knows the word phone, and he knows how to like play his Itsy Bitsy Spider game. Um, Mario <laughs> was a little bit too fast-paced for him, though. He doesn't uh... have the reflexes just yet. Um, it's a little fast paced for me too. Yeah, you don't have the reflexes yet. No, I'm. I mean, like, I'm. I'm trying to get there. Like, I'm playing the hell out of the free levels. Ah, so uh, you haven't ponied up the ten bucks yet? No, that's the big thing. So Mario Run is a uh, a free game up front. You get three uh three levels in the first world, and then if you want to go to like the boss stage level or any of the other, I think four additional worlds. Uh, you need to pay $10, an ungodly amount of money on the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like just a ridiculous Send you right to the poorhouse. But it's also an extremely cheap Mario game. So to me, I'm of two minds here where I kind of understand that the the app ecosystem, like it's almost unheard of that you have a $10 app, but there's never been a cheaper Nintendo Mario game. So the true diehard Mario fans, I think, are like, oh, yeah, $10, I'll pay that. But everybody else just, like, scoffs. Just, like, it's been a thing mm-hmm. how much money the extra levels cost in this yeah. game. P- 
people who are used to getting free or freemium or one and two dollar uh games on their iphones it's a pretty big pill to swallow and also yeah. since it's a free download with a ten dollar in-app purchase uh you can't share your purchase with your family so if you've got uh, a few kids and oh, like yeah. a wife that uh all want to play like you are looking at you know 40 50 60 bucks to get all of them set up on all of their accounts yeah that's that's actually a really good point um yeah. But uh, there's a ton of outrage about it. Like, uh, there's so many one-star reviews for this app. Like, it's getting promoted heavily in the App Store. I think Apple, I don't know if they're still doing this, but when it first launched, they used every banner image at the top of the App Store to advertise Mario Run. Um, And so it's getting, like, a ton of traffic and a lot of negative attention because of uh, that in-app purchase. Um, But... Like I just mentioned, like I'm playing the hell out of those first three levels. Like it, Nintendo, they make their games dense. Yep. So even though, even though like I haven't bought a majority of the game yet, like I've put a couple hours into it and I still have more to play until I've completed everything I can do in those first three levels. Like I'm actually really impressed by the value proposition here. Yeah, there's a lot of replayability in those first few levels. Um, full disclosure, I also have not uh, done the in-app purchase yet. Um, part of that is because of the next topic that we're going to talk about. Um, spoiler alert. Um, oh, so, But I've uh, played the hell out of the first three free levels and uh, actually gotten all of the bonus coins. So like, I've reached basically wow. the end of my free cap and it was not easy man um oh. it was a really good challenge um but so yeah there's a ton of replayability with this game um and and if you you know just want to play through it straight through and get to the end after you've done the in-app purchase like you can go that route um and it's probably pretty simple i'd have to imagine um but just the fact that there's so much stuff that you can go back to over and over and over. Um, I feel like once I do eventually take the plunge and pony up my 10 bucks, um, I'm going to just have so many uh, hours of enjoyment out of the game that it's easily going to be worth my money and time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious to see how they play it in the long run too. Like when you're playing a 3ds or a console or a computer game, typically more in the modern age, you get this, but typically like, you go gold with your game, like you put the finished copy of it onto a disc and then it gets printed and shipped out to all these different stores. Like it's kind of like printing a CD, like that's the final version, you know, but a mobile game, like that's the 1.0, like you can continue iterating, fixing bugs, adding new content. Like it'll be interesting to see if Mario Run stays the way it is now, like in addition to a couple bug fixes here or there, or if they continue to add new content or uh, like holiday levels, things like that. Like it for a 1.0, like this is an incredibly dense game. And I think it's a good value, even though I'm kind of in the minority, it seems like. Um, but at least with Pokemon Go and that other weird game that they put out, uh, it seems like Nintendo continues to sweeten the pot with their, with their uh, apps. Yeah. Uh, were you saying you're in the minority with people who like the app? With people who, yeah, I would say so. Like, it seems like even people who like the app, a lot of them are balking at the idea of paying $10 for it. Hmm. Well, I would hope that that's a vocal minority. Otherwise, I would be really sad. 
Uh, that's the uh, deplorables talking. Mm. Uh. You know, <laughs> they, they may think they're a majority, but uh, not exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this game. What's really cool is that it's a uh, an endless runner, and so Mario's always going left to right, and all you are really controlling is when he jumps and how long he's jumping for. Um, and just with that little bit of interaction, it just feels great. It feels like a Mario game and, uh, there's so much variety. There's, uh, you know, platforms that switch Mario's direction and there's like wall grinding that you can do that didn't come out right. Wall sliding maybe. Yeah. Kind of like Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, haven't gotten there yet, but there's some stages that are like, uh, like as soon as you exit the right hand side, you come back out on the left, and it seems like they uh, hmm. uh were able to pack a lot of variety in for just a small amount of interaction and make it uh really feel like a worthwhile experience. So I'm really looking forward to checking out the new levels. I just uh I, I need to wait. I need to slow down my purchases a little bit. Yeah, I hear you on that, but uh, I didn't make. Quite as big of a purchase <laughs> uh, uh, for my Christmas gift to myself. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So I, uh, um, I I got a new car. Actually, tell me about it. Yesterday, yeah. So um, I was thinking about how to talk about this, and I think the story begins about two years ago. Um, oh, we're in the past. Yep, uh, and. Uh, about that time I went on a test drive for an Audi S3, which I think I've actually talked about on the show before. It's maybe just been a while. Um, I was at the Audi dealership. Um, I was looking at the cars they have available. I saw the S3 and I talked to a, uh, a salesperson and they're like, yeah, why don't you take it for a ride? And I'm like, all right, sure. Um, no problem. And, uh, in case you don't know, which I certainly didn't at the time, um, Apple or uh, Audi has uh, different models for their cars. There's the A3, A4, A5, A6, A7, I believe, A8. And each step of the way, the car gets um, bigger and more expensive and more powerful. Um, But also, each of those lines has a S model that basically has a upgraded engine. So Mm. the S3 is the smallest car model that uh, Audi sells to the United States, um, with their upgraded engine. So, um, I, I had maybe done enough research to know that, um, but got the keys and the really cool place about, or the really cool thing about Audi is that, uh, some places they go with you on the test drive. Audi did not. Um, so I was able to pull out of the dealership, take a right, get on the freeway on ramp and basically, uh, pound on the gas pedal and the car just (laughs) went and my head went back and I grabbed the steering wheel and the engine noise, uh, like flooded the, the, the cabin and uh, like it was shifting through gears so fast, um, that I was just hooked. Like that's basically when I made the decision, uh, for which car I was going to get next. Um, I, I just liked it that much, like that first impression that I got. It was uh, absolutely incredible. And you said that was an RS3? 
a S3. They actually okay. do make a RS3 that you can't buy in the United States um, just yet. That is even faster mm. than the S3. Okay. Um, but just the combination of the, the like the huge engine that the thing has, the fact that the car is really small and doesn't weigh a whole lot, and so the engine can just make it move. Um, it's got all-wheel drive, so like if a w- tire starts to spin for whatever reason, it can like put less power there and put more power on all the other t- so like it it just it it flies and it feels great it sounds great um and uh i i really can't stress enough what this one driving experience did to me because growing up uh i did not understand car people at all and was never a car person yeah. um but like a gearhead yeah um, but I, I get it now, man. Like that was a transformative experience for me. Um, and now I like, uh, I watch YouTube videos of cars all the time now. Um, especially Audis, especially the one that, uh, I was looking to get. Um, I, I, I read websites. I, um, I like pay attention and it's, uh, you're watching like top gear. I, yep, I've watched some Top Gear. I've watched some The Grand Tour, of wow. course. Um, it uh, it really did a number on me. But two years ago, um, I still basically had um, most of a year left on my Volvo lease. And uh, I am not one to break lease agreements and pay vast sums of money to do so. Um, so I decided that I would have to wait until uh, my lease was up to oh, get you. my new Audi. I know. So I waited, and my Volvo was really nice. Um, but I waited, and I watched YouTube videos, of course. And right about the time that my lease was about to end, they started talking about the 2017 S3s, and some details were starting to come out. Um, and one detail really grabbed my attention, which was that, uh, it was going to include Apple CarPlay. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that part. All right. All right. Yep. And, uh, a a couple other kind of neat features that in and of themselves probably wouldn't have, uh, been enough to make me wait, but along with CarPlay and these other cool features, I made the decision to wait until I could get a 2017. Um, And so what I ended up doing was when my lease was over with my Volvo, I turned it in and bought a relatively cheap used, slightly beaten up Chrysler 200 that I've been driving for about the past eight months while I waited for the, uh, the Audis to become available. Um, And then about three or four months ago, um, they updated their website. Oh man, I was checking their ordering website every single day to see if you could order these cars, uh, for like a month or so there. I even went back, uh, into, uh, uh, the Wayback machine. Are you familiar oh, with this? Yeah. Where you can yeah. see like, uh, what websites look like at different points in the past. And I was like, at what point could you order the S3s in 2015? When did they update the website to make that available so like from that day forward i was just like checking it every day you were investigating oh my gosh yeah i was i was hooked i've i've been excited about this car for a long time um but yeah about three months ago i was able to order it um i was picked out all of the exact options that i wanted 
Um, I put in a, a order at the dealership and, uh, they put the car together in Germany. I got email notifications when it entered different stages of production. Um, they, they told me when the car was all done being built and that it was about to be loaded up onto a ship. Um, and so knowing that and knowing which port Audi uses in Germany, I was able to actually track the freighter as it went across the ocean. Like there's like this, uh, free website where you can sign up, uh, to get notifications whenever freighters are going in into port or leaving port or just like daily updates and you can get email notifications, text notifications. So like, um, that was telling me for a little while, uh, while that, uh, that ship was going into a couple other ports before it came over to America. Um, and then, uh, let's see in early November ish, late November. Oh, it was actually December 1st. I think it arrived in port in Rhode Island. Um, a couple weeks later it was at the dealership. And then yesterday, I was able to go and pick it up at the dealership. My long wait was over. Um, I didn't really get a chance to drive it much um, because it came with summer tires, which right now it is uh, just super cold and not not really snowy, but there is a little bit of snow on the ground in places. Um, And summer tires are just completely useless in the snow. So today I actually took it to the tire store and got some new shoes for it. and then was able to drive it a little bit more aggressively. Uh, mm. But uh, but yeah, finally finally have my baby, and it uh, feels pretty good. Dude, that is so exciting. And yeah. I I only recently found out how expensive winter tires are, and I I think that might have been for something that was not as a uh, premium as an Audi. So I assume that was like pretty penny was that like north of a thousand dollars for your tires you know so i actually ended up going with all season tires mm-hmm. um which cost a little under two hundred dollars each um out the door which um probably not too bad of a deal um yeah that sounds pretty good yeah um but i'm not super interested in switching between summer and winter tires and every six months having to go somewhere and pay somebody to uh to make the swap plus um i think like the winter tires would have been so expensive that it would have almost made sense to get separate winter wheels for the car and just keep the tires on those wheels so when they had to make the swap they just like basically undo the entire wheel and put another one on there which i guess is a bit fat and i'm like this is just becoming a thing i'm just gonna put some all seasons on there and uh just deal with a a slight performance hit i'm sure it'll be just fine yeah huh awesome man so yeah um i've got some first impressions about uh apple carplay which i got to use for the first time basically today well, let me run a couple quick questions yeah. by you before we jump into the CarPlay stuff. Okay, so, yeah. first off, I'm not super familiar with the Audis. Are we talking a two-door or four-door? Yeah, so this is a four-door. Um, even though it's their smallest model, it's a sedan, um, which I think Audi does it because... Uh, it, it, so, in Europe, this car is b- basically a hatchback, uh, which has two doors and then the the big hatch in the back. Um, but for America, they switch the body up a little bit and give it the the back two doors. Um, some people hate that and really wish that it looked 
or that it had that the hatch style and that that was available in America. Um, I love it, and especially with a toddler who needs to sit in the back seat, um, this is a a, a really good uh, setup for me. So I can get them into his car seat and out really easily. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's a big pro for me, but I've definitely heard other people say like, Oh, that car is so nice. Too bad. It's a four door. And I yep. am not on that same page. Yeah. It, it's definitely a little less sporty. I can kind of see where they're coming from, but it's definitely more practical. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, when it's going to be your daily driver, you know, it, it makes sense. Yeah. How about like uh some specs? Can you rattle anything off? Like horsepower, yeah, MPGs. Yeah, so two hundred ninety two horsepower, which is uh kind of insane. It has a turbo, um, miles per gallon. I have no idea. I didn't get it to be fuel efficient. Uh this is the first card that I've ever gotten that uses premium fuel though. Um, which is quite a bit more expensive. But uh, for me, since I work from home, I drive so infrequently that I don't think that's really going to have much of a financial impact on mm-hmm. me. Um, a big number that uh, I, I love is it does 0 to 60 in 4.7 seconds, nice. which is uh, kind of insane. And like... um, Not insane mode. But it's it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. The the Teslas, I think, they'll get down to like three ish seconds, like three point mm-hmm. two seconds. Um, so it's a bit slower than that. But like the the Yeah, not cr- by a lot. <laughs> yeah. The the Chrysler two hundred that I had, like its zero to sixty time was probably like ten or twelve seconds. Wow. Um, so it is it, it is quick. Um and it's got this mode, uh it's called launch control, where you like flip a couple of switches and you put your foot on the brake and you put your other foot all the way down on the gas, and it'll, like, uh, start revving. And as soon as you take your foot off the brake, it'll just go. And it has all-wheel drive, so it'll do everything that it can to put maximum power down to the wheels. And even if, like, the surface has some stones in it and it slips or whatever, like, it will put power to whichever wheel needs or it can in order to get maximum launch going. So that's how you wow. get some of those insane times. Yeah, that is just ridiculous. That is so cool. And yep. then, uh, what, you got like a dual exhaust, one exhaust? Yeah, so the A3 has a single exhaust, but the S3 has the uh, dual exhaust. Mm. Which, which okay. uh, I'm glad you said something. Um, I uh, actually didn't check that out. And uh, like watching YouTube videos and stuff, that's definitely something that looked really cool. Uh, something else that looks really cool is I got what's called their black optics package. Um, and so if you get the base model S3 and most Audis, actually, uh, the front grille is all chrome and like the area around the windows is also like the shiny chrome, um, which looks kind of cool. But this black optics package blacks all of it out completely. Oh, and nice. it's like a matte black. Yeah. And so the car is uh, a dark gray. The grill is this really mean-looking dark black. The area around the windows is the same black, and there's, like, no shiny chrome anywhere on the car except for the four Audi rings uh, in the very yeah. front of the grill. Sure. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that blacked-out look is awesome. And what, what color did you say the paint job was? Dark gray. Okay. Man, that's great. Nice, a uh, little more discreet, too. You're not, like, exactly. flashy. You're bringing attention to yourself. That's great. 
Yeah. But uh, okay, so I'm ready. How about you lay some uh, CarPlay impressions on me? All right, CarPlay impressions. So um, I actually went and got my uh, son from daycare earlier today. And on the way, I was playing around with it a little bit. And uh, let's see. I got to play with the Spotify app and the Maps app through CarPlay and also uh, text messages a little bit. Um, So Spotify made me wish that I had more playlists and saved music because um, you get the interface that shows up um, and you can click around through it and it works really, really, really well. But like, I don't think there's a search interface available. And since it is Spotify and not Apple music, I can't use Siri in order to do a search. Right. Um, so it, it, it worked well and I liked it and I was able to go through the playlists that I do have and the, the saved music that I do have. Um, and you know, I, it gets to that really fast. Um, it actually made me think that I might want to try switching back to Apple music for a little while though. Um, just because of how I would be able to do Siri integration. Like if I want to play a specific song, I think that that would be the best way to do it. Um, and the huge downside is that, uh, while I'm not in my, well, while I'm like at a desk, I basically have to use either my phone or iTunes. Um, but, uh, but so yeah, uh, Spotify worked pretty well. I liked it. Um, I was able to use Siri and activate maps, uh, which this car has a, a button that can activate Siri on the steering wheel, which is awesome. Absolutely amazing. Have Siri always available without even have, having to move my hands. That might be my biggest takeaway about what is so, so, so cool about CarPlay. Um, it's just access to Siri stuff. Not well, like you don't have to take your phone out of your pocket or anything like that. Hmm. Um. So I hit the button and I said, Siri, how do I get home? Of course, I knew how to get home. I was just testing her. Um, and she brought up the Maps application. It took a little bit of time to load, like maybe 10 or 15 seconds, um, and basically routed me home and gave me turn-by-turn instructions, and it worked really, really well. Hmm, okay. I, I, was, I was impressed. Um, and then, let's see, the last thing was uh, I played around with texting through CarPlay a bit, which... I didn't realize this. Um, I knew that I would be able to use Siri in order to um, dictate and hear my text messages. Um, But I didn't realize that I wouldn't get any sort of a text confirmation, which I I think makes sense as you're driving. Um, But what I mean is I say, hey, Siri, or hey, Dingus, text my wife. I'll be home in 15 minutes, period. And if you do that through the phone, then it pops up a little text message bubble where you can read it and make sure that she got everything right. Um, CarPlay doesn't want you to be reading. So what happens is Dingus dictates back to you what you already said to make sure that she heard you right. Um, You don't know if she got some kind of a homonym mixed up in there. You just have to kind of roll with it. So she reads it back to you and says, is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess so. And uh, she sends it out. And then if you get an incoming text message, then you uh, basically uh, get a notification in the display 
and you can click on the notification using the uh, little dial in the car, and it says, I just got a text message from Cindy Comp. Would you like me to read it? And you say yes, and then it reads it back, and then it says, would you like to reply? So it's um, very much like having a slow conversation, actually, and um, I found it worked really, really well. Uh, so do you not listen to podcasts in the car? Have you have you had a chance to listen to or try out the Overcast yeah. CarPlay app? So I actually listen to a ton of podcasts in the car. I just haven't had a chance to play around with that yet. But I saw that there are two. So you open up the uh, Overcast app. There's two options. One is a playlist, and then the second is a list of podcasts, and you can dial through that, select the one that you want, select the episode that you want. Um, I don't think that I I made it play just yet, but uh, it seemed really straightforward and exactly what I need. You know, you just mentioned dialing through it, and it made me remember that CarPlay is like, interface is kind of uh yeah dependent on what the manufacturer wants to do so some yeah. of them have like resistive touchscreens some have capacitive and i think some are like dial based is that is yours more like physical controls yeah so the audi screen that this shows up on is not a touchscreen at all you have huh. to interact through carplay entirely with a little dial that's by yeah. the the shifter I, ipod style yeah exactly and it's a little bit weird too because if you're on a screen, there might be four or five different interface elements that you can inter- interact with. And so as you're dialing left and right, it's highlighting different interface elements. So like play or like go back, pause, go forward, and the home button all might be interface elements on the now, now playing screen. So if you want to pause it, you can just hit the pause button, just click on the dial but if you want to go back home then you like have to dial all the way to the left and then click Mm. would you prefer a touchscreen or does that work pretty well no you know i actually think that once i get used to it this will be a whole lot safer for me than reaching my arm out yeah because like i've heard that feedback about teslas where some people don't appreciate having like a gigantic touchscreen to do most car control things with they would prefer to have like some physical dials and knobs so it's it's kind of neat like carplay it's at you know whatever the the wish of the manufacturer is so that's it's neat to hear you you know here you don't mind the dials as much yeah so far i think that uh it's been pretty good and I, i will get more used to it as time goes on i'm sure yeah Cool, cool. Well, I I know you like just got it yesterday, so keep us updated on uh anything, any any cool things you figure out about it, anything you don't like, just uh and, and also, you know, let me drive your car. That's yeah, it. I'll be seeing you in a couple days for Christmas, so I'll have to take you on a ride or let, yeah, let you drive it. Um should be a good time. Uh the one other um kind of nerdy feature that I want to mention um, I said that like CarPlay was something that I was holding out for. Um, I would say the other biggish feature that's available in the 2017s that wasn't available in the 2016s is what Audi calls a virtual cockpit. Ew. Oh. <laughs> the this, the uh, area on the dashboard that has like the speedometer and the odometer and like the readout for how much fuel remaining and like, I don't know, the oil light or the oil temperature uh, stuff goes in there, that is one screen. Mm. And so um, it shows dials, and you can kind of configure how the dials look, if they're big, if they're small, if it's only 
there, since it's a S3, it has this one mode that's just the speedometer dial right in the center, like big and fat right in front of you. Um, but it's it's really cool. The, the coolest thing I would say that you can do is you can have your speedometer and uh, I believe it's a RPM meter, uh, whatever that's called, uh, the RPMs. Um, those are two dials on the extreme left and right of the uh, uh, of the virtual cockpit, and in the middle you can show the map. Oh, nice! For where you're driving. So, um, and this is separate from CarPlay too. So you're seeing like the navigation on CarPlay, but then just the map like on your your um, instrument cluster there. Yeah, so I think that the I have to play with it a little bit more, but I think that the car actually disables the map in the cockpit if you have the map it, uh, ah. showing on Apple CarPlay. Which I should also say that these are two separate screens. One is in like the center, uh, like between the driver and the passenger, and the other one is the cockpit right in front of the driver. Um, and so if uh, in the one between the uh driver and the co-pilot that's the one that carplay uses and so if that is showing a map then it disables the map on the virtual cockpit um but uh yeah for a lot of the time i think that that's going to be um kind of kind of useful like i said i'm still playing around with it uh we'll see what i think in a couple yeah. couple of weeks couple of months you know i meant to ask when you mentioned getting uh your your all all season tires uh did you do like what package did you get is this like a like a cold weather package you get like heated seats heated windows that Ooh. kind of thing yes um what you got? so these were not super important things to me but i think because of some of the other options that i got like the virtual cockpit i got a couple of upgrades cuz all of these are packages um, so I have heated rear view mirrors, which I've cool. never had before. Um, I'm kind of excited about it. I have heated seats. Steering wheel? Uh, steering wheel, no. I don't think that that is available in the S3. If it is, I don't have it. Um, I have a backup camera for the first time in my life, which is pretty cool. Oh, so cool. I have the uh, like the assistive parking stuff where I, I can hit a button and then as different edges of the car are getting close to like other cars or things in my garage as I'm parking it'll like beep in like surround sound so I know like which edges of the car are getting close to hitting something oh wow yeah um which my wife's car has it and it's really convenient but hers is on by default and so there have been times where we like stop at a stoplight and then somebody pulls up too close behind us and it like sets off <laughs> the, the notification and we have to turn it off. Um, so yeah, it has all those things. Um, anything else fun that it has? Um, I think that's about it. So no rear, uh, rear seat, uh, heated seats. What about, no. are they leather cloth? Yeah, they're leather. Nice. Um, Audi actually, has some really cool uh assistive driving features um that didn't come with my car and they're not quite up to the level um of what tesla is doing right now but they like have a mode that you can enter that is very similar to autopilot where if you're in like stop and go traffic it will uh keep the correct distance from the car in front of you up to a certain speed and it will stay in your lane. Um, 
and it'll it'll take care of all of that for you. Um, and also, that might be it. That might be oh. their big headlining feature. Automatic manual. Oh, uh, yeah. So I got a uh, automatic. This car actually doesn't come as a manual in the United States, which is just fine for me. Um, a lot of people are pissed about it, but for me, it works out great because um, I have no interest in driving a manual car as my daily driver, which I think is heresy to a lot of uh, the car people gearheads that we oh, were talking yeah, about before. Sure. Um, but what it does have is it has pedal shifters. So on the steering wheel, you can do you can like ap- activate uh the, uh like a sport manual mode where you can say which gear or if you want to go up or down gears by using these paddle shifters nice so you kind of get the best of both worlds like when you're not in this mode it's just a an automatic and you get a nice smooth ride but if you want to like launch it from the line and really rip through the gears or or downshift to pass somebody something like that uh you have that option available too nice that's awesome yep i'm really excited to show it to you yeah me too i I think i've exhausted all my questions for you now no that was really good and i i appreciate you showing an interest it means a lot to me yeah of course feels good to talk about my baby can't wait to check it out in person i saw like a snap and maybe no you the picture you posted was of a different uh different model i think a more expensive one but Mm. really excited to actually uh get a chance to you know ride around in it i think that'll be cool yeah I'm looking forward to it too. Um, but uh, yeah, do you think we've gone long enough this episode? Uh, yeah, so my battery is seven percent right now. So oh my I gosh! Think, uh, I, th- I think now is the time to start winding down. All right, let's wrap it up. Um, where can uh, the folks find you on the internet, Aaron? Yeah, so I have a Twitter account, which is at Aaron Comp. Uh, I also have a website, which is AaronComp.com. Uh, and I also want to plug my wife's bowling charity, which is petsandpins.com. Check it out. Uh, yeah, you can find me on the internet. I am at Adam Comp on Twitter, adamcomp.com on uh, the internet. I'm also uh, snapchat.com slash adamcomp. I don't think that's how you actually find people on Snapchat, but go ahead and add me. Um, you can find <laughs> us, TechDown, on Twitter. We are at TechDownFM, as well as TechDown.FM on the internet. Um, and I think that'll do it. That'll do it, man. Well, hopefully uh, we have one more episode this year. If not, I will see you next year. Uh, we'll definitely have another episode. I'll see you next week. <laughs> All right. Talk to you then.